0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Joined right now by Ryan Wilson and John Breach to break down the Monday Night Football game between the Buccaneers and the Giants. The Buccaneers stole one 25-23 in New York from the frisky Joe Judges. We will get to that game in a second. A couple house cleaning points. First of all, happy Election Day. I I I Nobody's mentioned this, but... You should get out and vote. Hope you vote. Hope you have a good time.
1: And go online and vote for us for uh, Handsomest Podcast Group in and on the internet.
0: Or, don't blow up my segue, while you're voting, while you're feeling like giving out, while you're filling out circling little things, go circle in five stars on Apple Podcast. Five. Five stars. And uh, leave a review with any question you want. Within the bounds that we can talk about on this show. Uh, we're gonna do an, a midseason mailbag. So if you've got a question about a team, like I right, like who's been the most impressive rookie quarterback? Where would like would you draft two No. Where, like would like would the Bengals take Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow? Never. Well, that's a it's a it's a fair question at this point. Uh, would like Brinson tattoo uh, you know Joe Herbert rules on his butt to get rid of all his Herbert takes online? Absolutely. Anyway, any question you want to ask us, go ahead. Also, you can watch us on the CBS Sports app. All you do, if you haven't downloaded, download the CBS Sports app. It is the single best app for tracking scores when you're gambling on games. You can go to, uh, you go to college football. You can star and favorite the teams you want. You get alerts, et cetera, et cetera. And you can scroll down and find us And watch us on the CBS sports app, all of our podcasts. You can see me in all my full blown mushroom hair glory. You can see breach in his zipped up pick six podcast pullover. You can see Ryan pretending that everything is fine. as it all burns around him (laughs) on the CBS sports app? So go do that right now. OTT. It's a great, if you don't have the CBS sports app, you're, 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 you're screwing up your entire life anyway. So the Bucks beat the Giants 25 to 23. Speaking of screwing up your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I think the big question from this game is, did Antoine Winfield Jr. commit pass interference at the end or not? I
2: knew this was going to be a question. And this reminds me of the conversation. Final we had play of the game just last night. The final play of the game. We had this conversation about the Steelers Ravens. Was that, uh... any-
0: which is worse. Okay, well, let's set the stage here. So the yeah. Bruce, I no longer risk it for the Biscuit Arians, kicked a field goal on fourth and one in the red zone. By the uh, way, I think part of the issue is the way that
2: <laughs> – I saw Bruce Arians' outfit tonight. What is was he, like, he, he, he looks like a stormtrooper. They forgot to take off his, ha- his Halloween costume. He, he, he a, looks th- like a homeless spaceman. What was all this wrapped around his – what was the, the the belt going on there around his, his uh, midsection?
0: I don't know. And he had like – it was like a – um a shoulder holster, like Chewbacca type stuff. <laughs> What's happening? And he was wearing two pairs of glasses underneath his face shield. What on earth was happening? Up there? That is
2: your grandfather who forgets where he is and walks out of the house to go to the coffee shop and puts on 14 pairs of clothes.
1: Guys, and- Halloween was literally two days ago. He didn't get to go trick-or-treating because of the pandemic. He had the opportunity to wear this costume out in public. Why wouldn't he take it? I love the outfit,
0: Bruce. Tom Brady comes over pissed off after the, like Bruce calls him off at 4th and 1. He's like, He's like, what, 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 what should I do? What do we do? And Brady's like, I can't hear you, old man. You're mumbling through your 17 layers of face mask and glasses. So they kick the field goal to go up 8, uh, 25 to 17.
1: 17, sorry. You
2: guys,
0: can you math? This is
1: not a math podcast, clearly.
0: 25 to 17. I was fine with that. It's eight points, Daniel Jones. I mean, hey. no, no, no. I I don't mind it. It's just everything that Bruce Arians does now is is not. The same dude he was. He's like, no risk it, no biscuit. Like he, eh, he's sort of kind of being soft. All right, get to and the he, Antoine Winfield thing. Yeah, there was somehow, no biscuit here somehow. there was no risk it. Right. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, you know, you can't lose the biscuit if you don't risk it. That's his new motto. Now he's eating triscuits.
1: It's getting crazy.
0: Thank you, Breach. So they kick the field goal, they're up eight. Daniel Jones gets the ball. Daniel Jones. <laughs> pulls off a, a borderline, like Daniel Tyree sort of like running, like da- running around, throwing it back. Eli Manning style, regular season version against Tom Brady on a fourth down. The giants keep marching down. He throws an absolute dagger dime, Like this is how you get the Danny Dimes name to golden Tate in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. They cut it to 25, 23 and they run a two point conversion play and the look is to Deion Lewis out of the backfield to the right. Daniel Jones hesitates, does not get the ball out quickly. What's Antoine Winfield re- recognizes the play, sprints over. Because the ball is out late, Winfield sort of definitely runs into Deion Lewis first, but also hits the ball with his arm. The referees throw a flag for pass interference. It's going to be first, first uh, what would be, a uh, you know, untimed two-point conversion on the one-yard line. Or half the distance, maybe one yard I guess. And um, they confer. They pick up the flag, and the game is over after Tom Brady takes a knee. I so I would ask you this: breach was it pass interference?
1: My feeling on the play was that. I was fine no matter how the refs ruled it. I felt like once they throw the flag, they should have called it because it was it did feel like I, I think we all agree that Antoine Winfield got there an instant early. And clearly the ref who was watching this in real time saw that and he picked threw the flag out there. And so I think if you threw the flag, you don't pick it up. But on the other hand, if there had been no flag thrown, then I would have said, That's fine. Game over. So what, I what is
2: Breach, what is your call? Don't say you didn't carry the way. What is your call as John breach?
1: My call on the field is that I probably would not have thrown the flag because I felt like because of how slowly the ball came out and and Daniel Jones was kind of leading it. And Antoine Winfield, even though he kind of hit uh, Deion Lewis, he was in the, he was heading to the path of the football. So it's not like he necessarily impeded Lewis because he was in the path of like Antoine Winfield. You have the same right to the football as the, receiver you just can't like throw him down or you know hold his arm so he can't catch it and so uh, it felt like he made the correct play so I probably would not have thrown a flag
2: I'm with you 100% and because the ball hit Antoine Winfield's forearm before it hit anything else so whether Antoine Winfield touched Deion Lewis a millisecond before the ball got there or not is immaterial to me Uh, it was I thought it was a great play I'm glad the, the the referees got it right I don't like the officials being involved in plays in the games and if you want to blame someone, blame Daniel Jones for not throwing the ball, I don't know what he was waiting for. It's on Daniel Jones. That They must run that play four billion times. Of the four billion times they've run it, I would imagine that Daniel Jones has never taken a beat to throw the ball late. So
0: that is on Daniel Jones. Throw the ball as soon as you get the ball. It's a very basic play. It's just you're yeah, running back to out the flat, and you whip the ball out of there. And he waited. And he threw it on the inside. If he throws on the outside, Dion Lewis runs to it. The again, like Antoine Winfield got to him because Dion Lewis stopped. Now I do. Now I will say this, and I was rooting for a Buccaneers win because a Giants win would have been devastating. I prefer to no touchdown for Daniel Jones, but that's irrelevant (laughs) (laughs) for various reasons. Um, I feel like if you throw the flag you can't sit there and like convene for three minutes and then pick it up because you have no replay. You're just sort of huddling up. That sort of, that bothered me. Like, I think that was like you either, you either have to recognize that it's a bang, bang play and you're going to throw the flag or not throw the flag and then stick with that decision. That, that, that didn't sit well with me. Like if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to the balls to throw the flag on a two point conversion of the final play of the game, essentially of a, you know, on a crazy drive by the home team is a huge dog on Monday Night Football, then you better be willing to stand up for it and say, hey, look, that was pass interference. We're keeping the flag. And to pick it up is tough. My counter
2: argument would be this. You can't confer about the call if you don't throw the flag. So the guy may have had doubts, the official. Sure. You you can't have a conversation and then throw the flag after two minutes of conversation because then people are really going to be going back, crap crazy. So you throw the flag if you're uncertain. You Maybe you're 50-50, 49-51, 50, whatever. Talk to someone else who had a better view and, and go from there. At the end of the day, we live in a world where this should all be taken care of by computers. We well, don't one
1: need- thing that's interesting real quick about that is that, uh, you know, I think I saw a study that said that penalties have been cut down without fans because refs don't feel as pressured. Can you imagine if this was a sold-out stadium and they threw that flag? Do you think they pick it up or do you think they say, yeah, want to get assaulted on my way out of MetLife? we're gonna go ahead and let this one stand because you know even if it stands it's not like this game's guaranteed to go to overtime the Giants still have to score from the one and a half yard line uh and then Tom Brady gets the ball with 28 seconds and three timeouts so there's no guarantee the Giants win uh, but it's just interesting to think about if this would have gone differently if there had been fans in the crowd
0: that might be <laughs> a great point like a great point like I like w- the scrutiny you're under as a quarterback or a coach or a or a a, a referee with all the fans in the stands i feel like if you throw that flag and the fans are like on you like go like yeah yeah you're like yeah yeah that was a flag like yeah. right. Whereas, You right like, the
1: adrenaline rush
0: yeah or or like even if you don't throw the flag and then people are booing like crazy like all of a sudden the late flag comes out
2: which happens I, all the time of
0: course part time.
2: of the things that I, I was thinking about this we've seen i feel like we have seen more stupid ass holding calls in the last this week eight, whatever week we're in, stop calling the stupid. And half the time they're wrong. Like, um, I've, I've overcorrecting. Overcorrecting and the coaches flipping out. Like Mike McCarthy had a, a legitimate gripe on Sunday night on one holding call that, that brought a, a huge game back. And he was right to complain about it. I haven't defended Mike McCarthy once this season. He was absolutely right. You're, you're just making wrong calls You because you're not in position. And and part of me uh, appreciates the fact that there aren't, uh, to breach his point, fans uh, sort of helping – sway officials doing that and by the way I don't think that official should have bailed out Daniel Jones for making a, a crappy throw either
0: so I'm fine with, with the way that ended up that's a pretty basic throw for a quarterback so you'd think yeah I mean I wouldn't I mean I thought I thought that when the play happened to me Antoine Winfield got out there so fast it, was, and like, it wasn't like he was like sprinting in a tackle Deion Lewis He came flying in. Man, Antoine Winfield's awesome, and he comes flying in and makes a great play. And the ball hits his arm. He's like, "What? How did that ball? Like, it was like I was playing on like laying out, like like hitting the ball. It's a terrible throw." And so, to Ryan's point, you shouldn't be bailed out for making an abhorrent throw by officials on a two point conversion where, like, you need to make that throw seventy percent of the time.
2: So uh, not to get too far ahead of things, but I have a mock draft that comes out every Tuesday. I'm on mock draft version nine already ahead of the 2021 draft. Uh, And now we've gone from reverse Super Bowl odds to to make these uh, draft selections to the actual draft selections. And the uh, Giants currently have the number two pick. Trevor Lawrence is clearly going number one to the other New York football team. Dale Jones is not a good football player. Justin Fields is a very good football player. Now, you could take the best offensive lineman in the class to help this terrible offensive line in New York for the Giants. How much are you Or, weighing... or you could take
0: the second-best offensive lineman in the class, like Dave Gettleman did last year. Right.
2: <laughs> right. You could take a punter. You could do a number of things. But how much are you thinking about taking a franchise quarterback who is has a chance to be really, really good with this number two pick? Now, and let me add one more thing. The Washington Redskins, who is in the same class.
0: Oh! Oh, but again, yeah. again.
1: I've already given it. It's like 400 bucks now. Uh, they, We're gonna buy a bunch of Christmas gifts with all I, the money. I was Ryan's gonna worry donating.
0: About how, like. How am I gonna pay for this? This uh, the the Nintendo uh, Switch I gotta buy for my son. I'm just gonna use Ryan's. This thanks, daughter. Ryan. Yeah, thanks. I,
2: you're, I'm. I'm uh, Santa Claus. Uh, the Anna,
0: Annabelle's Annabelle gets a new house in like <laughs> upper, upper yeah. in the Hamptons yeah. near Ryan. In the Hamptons,
2: <laughs> yeah, she gets a new uh, hair weave to go along with that crazy hair she has. Um. Dwayne Haskins was in the same draft class as, as Daniel Jones. He is done for the Washington Football Club. So my my question is, if you're the number two overall pick and you love, love, love Justin Fields as 1B behind Trevor
0: Lawrence, are you taking him or are you taking the best offensive lineman? So I would say two things in this. One, what a dagger for Dave Gettleman, who by all accounts before the two that uh, was Daniel Jones 2018, 19, 19, 2019 draft. Love Justin Herbert. Oh, no. Ouch. Oh, no. So he was, and this is a hallmark of Dave Dave Gettleman's career, where he has made moves over, move after move for the New York Giants designed to save his job in panic situations that go against his instinct. He, like, he, I don't, there's nobody that thought Daniel Jones should have gone six overall. No one, this is not a a class where the quarterbacks are so great. He had to go sixth and it wasn't a a situation around the NFL where everyone was desperate for quarterbacks. You could have waited till later. You could have traded up. You had draft capital. So it's Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence, who I think is a stud, but he's an interior defensive lineman and DeAndre Baker. What Mm. a disaster this is going to be. And so, yes, to, to your answer, the second part of it. Yeah. And if if Dave Gutman's still employed, then it might not matter.
1: Well, and this game is a good example of why I'm moving on from Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones didn't turn the ball over like he's a crossbreed of Carson Wentz and Jameis Winston, ouch, the Giants might have won this game by two touchdowns. Like that was the difference that Daniel Jones made in a positive way for the Buccaneers because he had two interceptions. Both just outrageously bad interceptions. They both came in the second half. They led to the 10 points for Tampa
0: Bay uh, in a two point win. The second one was they're in the fourth quarter. The Giants are on the Buccaneers side of the field, I believe. They have a lead. And Daniel Jones, with a defender draped on him, tries to force an intermediate throw to the outside, like to the like, what are you doing? It's a free pick. It was awful. If, if he takes the sack there,
1: then it's third down at like the 40-yard line. You get five yards, you get in field goal range, you're up 20 to 15. They were winning 17 to 15. Yep. If he throws the ball away, just throw it out of bounds. Uh, he did literally the only That's thing grounding. he shouldn't have done. That's yes, exactly. Anything would have been better. And so you had those two interceptions just were backbreaking interceptions. And then there was at least two passes tonight where – He probably has touchdowns if he's more accurate. Like, I don't know how he made that amazing throw to Golden Tate because he could not make a throw like that all night. If he had touched like that the entire game, Darius Slayton would have had two more touchdowns. Sterling Shepard would have had another touchdown. This game is seriously probably – 40 to 24 Giants (laughs) if Daniel Jones could throw downfield in this game. So it was just crazy to watch. And that's why I think none of us thought he was good. And and Bruce Arians included. None of us thought he could lead that game winning drive. And that's why you take the 25, 17 league. Daniel Jones had been so bad and it wasn't just the golden Tate touchdown. He also converted a fourth and 16 on that drive. Uh, On top of the one you mentioned, Brinson with the crazy throw when he was being pulled down and and on the fourth and five to Darius Slayton, but they also got that fourth and 16. So he made all his great plays, came on that last drive, but before that was just three quarters of fooey.
0: And by the way, let's take a quick break and we'll find out what Ryan's thinking afterwards. Mm -hmm. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul. The designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Uh, Breach was talking about uh, Daniel Jones's ineptitude, and he talked about some deep throws he missed. These why, were deep, why do we like
0: losers so much in this podcast? We always go loser first in this
2: podcast. Rarely do, unless we're talking about the Bengals or the Steelers uh, or Phillip Rivers. We always talk about the losers because it's more
0: fun. <laughs> usually those guys are losing. Not the Steelers, I guess.
2: Well, uh, but Brent, I mean, Breach finds the bright spots in, in, in the Bengals' losses and Andy Dalton. But and you I know gonna, what the Giants could do is
0: sign Andy Dalton.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> to play receiver, he could catch those passes that no one else could catch from Daniel Jones. But the two deep throws that well, Dale Jones... on
0: Darius Slayton's shoulders and catch touchdowns. The
2: two deep throws that should have been touchdowns from Daniel Jones, they weren't like dropping the basket throws. Like, those receivers, Darius Slayton was wide open. All you had to do was throw the ball up and let him run underneath
0: it, and, and you couldn't even hit that. Well, and then on the first interception he threw, this is the worst one, I thought. He started looking left on his progressions. And Slay- there's no safety anywhere near on the left side of the ball or the left side of the field. And Slayton just gets wide over the Buccaneers' James defense didn't come to play tonight. Mm-mm. And Daniel Jones quits on the left side, moves to the right side, feels some pressure and jams a throw in there. And it's an awful throw. It gets picked off and it should have been a touchdown to the left side. And I, I don't know. They would have won anyway. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with you, Breach, in the sense that they could have won 40 to 26, I think Tom Brady, their defense, if t- the bucks, the bucks had a bad offensive game plan. It was a terrible well, running offense.
1: the ball every single time on first down.
0: Yeah. Like we get it. You'd love to jam Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones at the middle. Every first down, we get it. You you love two yards. And so why would you take a free, free money pass from Tom Brady to Scotty Miller, or Tyler Johnson, or uh, Merkins over the middle? Like you definitely just run Ronald, Ronald Jones in the middle. Um,
2: Mickens or Merkins?
0: I, I I'm so annoyed at his name that I.
2: By the way, this what? is what happens when you let Chewbacca call offensive plays. That's I think that's a takeaway. Chewbacca? Yeah, that's what I'm calling Bruce Arians with that little holding. No, 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 I
0: think uh, Leftwich. Leftwich is calling the plays here.
2: Yeah, but I like Leftwich. I want to I want to blame the the old man dressed up in 14 layers of flannel.
0: let <laughs> <for> the middle. <laughs>
2: is that Chewbacca calling <laughs> plays?
1: we'd be talking about a game between the Giants and the Buccaneers where Jason Garrett had the best offensive game plan of anyone on the field. The second and- most annoying
2: <laughs> thing tonight for me wasn't well. didn't number one was Daniel Jones' throws. Number two was, was uh, Jason Garrett wearing his glasses like my grandmother <laughs> on the edge of <laughs> on the bridge of his nose, like looking down, but he did. You're right. And that's embarrassing. If you're Bruce Arians. Yeah. So wait, are you guys uh, uh, in agreement or in disagreement with my contention that it's time to move on from Daniel Jones?
0: Uh, have- no, not at all. I agree.
2: If you have the number two overall pick, you're sticking with Daniel Jones? Because here's, here's how I feel watching Daniel Jones. And they talked about this. I think Brian Greasy talked about this a little bit on the telecast. It has to be infuriating when um, Jason Garrett tells Daniel Jones each and every week, please quit doing the same things you were doing that are causing you to make mistakes. It's like me talking to my 13-year-old when he plays soccer, and he does the same crap every single game. And I say to him, why, why are you doing that? And the response is always, oh, I, I don't know. And I feel Mm -hmm. like Jason Garrett probably says that to to Daniel Jones when they're watching him fumble or throw stupid interceptions. Why are you doing that, Daniel Jones? Uh, I'm not sure. How do you get him out of that if you're sticking with him, Brinson?
0: I I don't know. um, (laughs) Well,
2: you weren't paying attention, number one. Go ahead, number two.
1: The whole story involved, I don't know. And then Brinson (laughs) answered with, I don't know.
0: (laughs) I was going to try to decide how far out I was going to call Pete on from the text, because right? <laughs> Pete was like, ah, that Twitter cult. that. Yeah, they don't think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. He's going to be good. He'll be great. Watch and see. You will see. He will kick. And it's like, all right, like that's fine. He might be good. And he was good at Duke and I understand why he's a first rounder, but he's not the sixth overall pick in the draft. You he just kind of said of- you would stick with
2: him though. So I'm asking what, what gives you hope about this guy?
0: I just say I would stick with him.
2: I just said to you and Breach, are you willing to stick with them? And you said, you
0: can't take anything I stammer out of my mouth is a concrete
1: answer. That's ridiculous.
2: The funny thing is, it those was-
1: flashes of brilliance. And I think that's where the coaching staff gets excited. They see that touchdown pass to Golden Tate and they're like, that is a fantastic throw. We just need more of that and less so, and that's, of the interceptions.
0: That's That was Pete's argument. He's like, how can he do anything with the crap around him? And, he, and he's not wrong. No, wait a second.
2: Those two throws that Breach has talked about, there was no pressure. He threw one out of bounds down the sidelines early in the game, Then he threw another one out of the friggin' end zone later in the game. Tom Brady makes that throw. Uh, Gardner Minshew probably makes that throw five <laughs> times out of ten.
1: The Gardner. Why don't the Giants sign him then, Ryan? They, they may end up doing that.
0: I'm just not. Uh, I don't know why I, don't, I haven't watched enough Justin Fields to say I would definitely draft Justin Fields, but I feel like I would.
2: And number two, I would basically. He's so much better this year than last year, and he was so good last year. Uh, what is, are you going to
0: do? But what do you? So, all right. In this hypothetical, you can't be Dave Gettleman. No, no. You're, you're going to Dave, be Dave down. Gettleman. If, Dave, if the Giants don't fire Dave Gettleman, and we don't know if they will or not, the Giants are weird. They think Nick Sirianni has been, been mentioned.
2: I think JLC. I think it was JLC. Someone said last weekend, Nick Cotteria may be in the mix. The Patriots.
0: Right. Front office guy. But I was saying that I think the Giants problem is they think they're the Steelers, but they're really just the Jets. They
2: have great owners who've been around forever, but right. They haven't won a lot of football games.
0: They're the, they're the Jets with two random titles. That's all they are.
2: Better ownership, but right. They're not. like sure, They're, not, yeah, for, they're yeah. not winning a lot of football games.
0: And I think that that, that might be where they'd be like, Dave's a, Dave's a giant guy. We're gonna give him one more year. I could see them giving Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge one more year with Daniel. Well, then they're
2: they're drafting offensive lineman if they end up having the number two overall pick. So that problem solved.
0: Or you trade down and and so uh, like like Adam Azer has been adamant they will draft Trevor Lawrence first overall, and I agree that they should. They're not. Wait, what? They're not gonna have the first overall pick.
1: Well, there's a lot of season left. You think the Jets are gonna win a game, Brenton?
0: I think maybe Belichick tanks twice against the Jets.
1: They and the Jets to. are so bad that they would lose those games even if Belichick <laughs> tried to take them.
0: That's a
2: funniest thing for each
1: so. <laughs> and 16, man. It's, oh, no, it's like
0: like they cut the the on Monday night, they cut to Belichick on the sidelines. He's looking at Gacy, he's going, like raising eyebrows. And Gacy's like, What what is he doing? What, yeah? What's happening? And Gase, he's like, You fool. You just handed me the number. One one. Anyway, I, I'm saying that I don't I think that if, if Dave Gettleman is still there, then Daniel Jones will be their quarterback. If you if you're the Giants ownership and you don't fire Dave Gettleman, then why would you take another quarterback? Because Dave no, Gettleman I, is the guy who drafted Daniel Jones. Two I get years that.
2: Ago. But Steve Kim still has a job and he drafted quarterbacks and back to back drafts. And it, it's work. It seems to be working out pretty well for him. But I agree with you. I, I think if Gettleman stays, they, they won't take one. And maybe as Breach has noted, they they feel happy about some of the, the, the high moments uh, that we've seen from Daniel Jones. It looks good
0: at times but he looks
2: so bad. Well,
1: I think that's what they'll do in he, January. He you have Jason Garrett and Joe judge and Gettleman. If he's not fired, sit down and say, look, can we go forward with Daniel Jones? we got to figure that out before we get to the draft. Cause we have the number two pick. Uh, but then if you don't need a quarterback, all of a sudden you're in a spot where people don't know if you need a quarterback. So you put out that smoke screen that maybe you do so that people want to trade up and get to your slot and then you trade down and accrue a lot of draft picks. But that might be too much over Gettleman's head for that to happen.
2: The, the, the kid has, like, fumbles in 21 of the last 22 games turnover, something like that.
1: He's got so, he at least our one buddy turnover. goes tweets out every game. 20 of his 21 career games, he has at least one turnover.
2: So, I mean, he the, back to my original question. Why does he keep doing these same things? Like, look, we talk about, Debo's guy, Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz, you understand on some level, he has to do everything. And he does some things that are infuriating. But you see glimpses of Carson Wentz, including his rookie season, I think 2017. was the second year where he went absolutely off till so he got hurt. There's been no indication other than the, the greatest part is that Daniel Jones' first game, which I think was against the Bucs last year, that's when everyone was dunking on, uh, on all the anti-Jones haters. Because he remember, he threw like whatever, three or four touchdowns and played great. That's been his best game. He has been not great since. No, it's not all on him. Yes, Saquon Barkley's hurt. Yes, the offensive line sucks. But 20 of 21 games. How long are we willing to put up with this? Are Giants fans happy with this? I don't think
1: they are. I honestly think they can make their decision at their buy, which is in two weeks, they play Washington and Philadelphia next week. If they win those games, they're literally right back in the NFC East race. And then we're not even, this conversation never happened, but right. if you lose those, then you write off the scenes, you say, all right, maybe Daniel Jones. They is win the guy.
0: East, I mean, all of a sudden it's like <laughs> did, 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 did we get long-term the, contract <laughs> extension. I mean, it's crazy. What are you doing? Gettleman days? gets an extension. Everyone gets an extension. Uh, a scale of one to 10. How concerned are you with the bucks after this performance? One, yeah, I'm saying
2: They're on the road. I
1: mean,
0: yeah, do they play next week?
1: Yeah, Saints. That's, that's and like this sund- this felt sund- like sund- a trap game,
0: and right. that's exactly. Why did I bet on the Bucks. Why? This a this a. <sighs> and
2: by the way, sorry to interrupt your breach. Chris Godwin's coming back, and Antonio Brown's coming back. Are coming.
0: There's a chance that Chris Godwin might just unlock this offense,
2: and Antonio Brown, <laughs> who Tom Brady loves, they're living together.
0: I mean, what is the deal with that? Is he trying to keep an eye on him? Why does he keep bringing him into his house? Doesn't he have his
1: kids there? I mean, yeah. clearly he trusts him He's more than 40, most people. Would you? Sure.
2: 40,000 square foot house. I would let you guys live in my house about 40,000 square feet.
0: Would you really? Not yeah. with three kids? You wouldn't Dude. let us you in your front yard. It's probably three or four nannies. 40, you let me, 40, me drive nannies? by in a golf cart and wave.
2: Don't wave! I'll shoot you with my BB gun.
0: Right, you, you would let me live in your house here—forty thousand square feet. By the way,
2: fun. oh, this is actually funny and depressing. Daniel Jones, according coming into to this week, uh, ranks thirtieth in total value according to Football Outsiders. Can you guess the two quarterbacks? Dwayne Haskins doesn't count. Worse than Daniel Jones? <laughs> uh
0: they're on the same team. No, no.
2: One's easy. One's
1: Carson Wentz. <laughs>
2: He's dead last.
1: <laughs> is he? <laughs> Sorry, Debo.
2: And the other one should be easy at 31. Hold on. I was surprised by that. 31 should be easy. 30 is Daniel Jones, 32 is Carson Wentz, and 31 is it's easy. 31.
0: Uh
2: Sam Darnold? Yeah, Sam Darnold. Ah. Uh, so those are the three worst quarterbacks in total value. And um Great news, Debo. Carson Wentz is 29th in value per play, just one ahead of Daniel Jones, so he's not dead last there. But
0: my, my point remains. Debo, Daniel- do you have any, do you, any interest in defending Carson Wentz here?
2: <laughs> no, I've tuned you guys out for 30 minutes. That's the that's right move. Debo,
0: Debo, how does has- it feel to have the third-best quarterback in the NFC East, leading your team?
2: Uh, I think that's fair because we have the first-best in Carson Wentz and the third-best in Jalen Hurts, so... That's, that's a oh, accurate Jalen favor. hurts
0: the first best.
2: Carson one, Jalen hurts three. Okay, it up. You got dunked on Brunson. I I did,
0: I hit it. I hit it. Did you not hear it?
2: No. Oh. Oh. Oh.
0: If I don't have the, I, I, I had the volume down. Sorry.
1: You know who's a Buccaneers fan? Dick Vitale.
0: He yeah, is. Dickie V a big Bucks fan.
1: Oh.
2: Oh. <laughs> he also um, lives, he also lives <laughs> in Tom Brady's house. He's roommates with, with uh,
1: everyone. So does Nick Carter of Backstreet Boys. <laughs> he, he's a Buccaneers fan too, and Hulk Hogan. That would that should be a celebrity house. Let's put
0: that on TV. Somebody pitch that. Yeah, I think I think this was a this is a miss by me to pick the Bucks here. This is a look ahead spot. What was the spread? 12 and a half and close or 13. I
1: yeah. open at 10 and a half. So if you got early, I mean, they didn't cover either way, but
0: <laughs> if you got early, you still lost. <laughs> but I mean, like, it was, it was, it just felt like Brady was going to come out on Monday night and unleash. And it was too easy. I mean, this is a, I like, it just didn't feel like the Bucks, the, the Giants could stop. I think the Giants defense might be good. No, they're not good. They played, it's, it's not terrible. They played pretty I, well. I'll give them that. I think that Joe Judge, is a good motivational coach. I don't know if he's a good coach, but he's a good motivational
2: coach. I think Joe Judge right now is the second best coach in that division. I'm giving Behind Ron Rivera, Doug Peterson's number one because he's. <laughs> I
0: don't
2: get it. Why? why what is that? That's no, fine.
0: Oh no, Doug Peterson's number one. I said
2: because he won. Is to Doug
0: run. one? I might take Ron. Eh. One, get- one Ron, two Joe. Ron just got fired from the Panthers. Three Mike Three.
1: McCarthy and four Three Doug Mike Peterson. Four Doug. <laughs> that's that's terrible. It, no, no, it no four Jason Mike Garrett and, and then five Doug. Is that really the four no, no. coaches? Of the NFC four, 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 East. four Jason Garrett, five Freddie Kitchens, six Doug.
2: You know what's funny? Freddie Kitchens, I believe, is the Titans coach. I have not seen neither hide nor hair of Freddie Kitchens. And the, the, not,
0: the Giants have a deal. Uh, with their broadcast partners that they're not allowed to show you Freddie Kitchens. Where is Freddie Kitchens? <laughs> I want to see Freddie Kitchens. I need- <laughs> they put him up in this like like super secluded beer. I need proof of life.
1: Um Brincon you well, talked well, about well, points well, spread real quick but if they had gone for it on fourth and one and they get a touch on that drive and go for two, which they might have done because they put him up thirteen they would have the thirteen.
0: Then they oh, he was definitely going for two there.
1: Then they cover. So it wasn't like, uh, obviously, it was two point win, but so the, the, the spread was in play right until the very end. That was with just under four minutes left. Uh, but obviously, they did not go for it on fourth one, and they kicked the field goal. And then and when it was 25 17, you're sitting there like, Daniel Jones pick six is completely possible. Or Daniel Jones, throw it. yes, he did try to throw it. Or Daniel Jones fumble return for a touchdown. Like it, that, the point spread was in play the entire game till the very end. It was kind of crazy.
0: Uh, of note from the Buccaneers side of things. Their defense is still good. I don't think they played great. I I think they'll take care of business against the Saints next week. Um, on offense, the offensive line got yelled at again by Tom Brady and then started playing well <laughs> in the second half. Uh Ronald Jones, I kind of felt like got screwed. He Brady throws a pass out, like basically at the end zone. It hits the defender's fingertips it's like fluttering. Ronald Jones, it hits him in the chest and then pops down and he gets, they didn't review it at all. And he gets benched for a little for net. Byron Leftwich called an awful game. Mike Evans isn't totally healthy. Chris Galvin's still missing. Scotty Miller's banged up for uh, who's my guy that's playing above uh, Tyler Johnson. Mickens. Mickens is now like above Tyler Johnson. Apparently
2: yeah, Tyler had two catches for thirty-five. And a big catch I don't a think
0: Gronk run. played a. Gronk had a touchdown.
1: He scored a touchdown
0: late. He had two he never reception to the second half.
1: Yeah, but he had a couple big catches. He came came out big in the second half.
0: Yeah, that's why they call uh, him the second half Gronk. I'm just I'm just saying he didn't have a ton of yeah, okay,
2: an action. Well, look, will they tell you that much. They're getting Godwin back and, and they're adding Antonio Brown.
0: The Bucs are fine. This might actually be a good buy-low spot for the Bucs. Let started. me
2: ask you this before we get out of here, because I know Debo said 25 minutes, and we're up, we're up to probably 55 minutes
0: now. And he's been listening to us talk about other stuff before.
2: Mo- more important, or w- which additions do you look uh, forward to in terms of making these teams better? The return of, of Godwin and the addition of Antonio Brown or the return of Mike Thomas and Manny Sanders? for this Oh, season?
0: good question. Um, Godwin and Brown, for sure. I mean, it's more I think interesting. So. I think like so. in the Bucks. The Bucs have had these three weird games at the Saints, at the Giants, and at the Bears, where they've just kind of been terrible, like unimpressive. And th- in these other spots, they've been like monsters. So are they still figuring it out, or are they? is it just sort of a, a general? Well, I mean,
1: I think they also had the Chargers game when they were channeling by 17.
0: Yeah, they, they were going nuts on offense. They're bombing
1: the ball down the field. But they were done like 24 to 7 before they started bombing it or before the bombings yeah, but, started working.
0: But like I'm saying, like they've had these, the the Bears and the Giants games where they just looked. Like you know won. what
2: I think it is? I think more than previous years, I think a lot of the teams are in the, across the league are, are the same. Like in terms of talent level, I think there's no. Even the Chiefs, like we were talking about them prior to this week's blowout win. But they're better than the Jets. They're better than the Jets, but like the top. <laughs> So like the so this is football outsiders top teams coming into this week. The Bucks by one to, one through whatever. The Bucks, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Colts, the Saints, the Rams interestingly enough, uh the the 49ers are now out of it probably. The Seahawks and, and the Packers. And I feel like you take out the Rams and the 49ers, all those other teams they play each other. I feel like it's 50-50ish for most for the most part. Maybe the Chiefs, take
0: out the Chiefs for medium purposes.
2: And yes. But I mean the, the Chiefs two weeks ago they had to run the ball 46 times lat two weeks uh the week before the week after it was the special teams of defense lat, lat sunday they
0: went off but i mean you know it, no one team's been like dominant i, th- I think the off season dramatically changed how these teams are evolving throughout the course of this yeah
2: could be i mean we talked about teams that are more familiar with one another having better seasons but Steelers are, I mean, they're undefeated, but they they haven't looked great offensively. The Chiefs, like we said, have been sort of. They've been can't
1: I throw think. the ball to the field. Yeah, it's it's weird. But then,
2: like
0: just, the
1: Buccaneers, four of their six wins have been by double digits. Like they've right. definitely stomped some teams, and we haven't seen. There aren't very many dominating teams right now. And like I think the Saints game in week one, you give them a pass because it was Brady's first game. They didn't have an off season. Nobody knew what they were doing on offense. They're just trying to get comfortable. Uh, the Bears game, like you said, was weird, but that's Brady playing on Thursday. He's 43. Ryan, can you play basketball on three days rest out in the pickup gym with those 25-year-olds? No. You get it
2: handed to you. We play in our old man league on soccer on Wednesdays, and we play in our coed league on Thursdays. I don't like to play on Thursdays. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not fun.
1: And so, yeah. So, Brady, like, struggling on three days rest, I don't think is that surprising. And then are we making excuses? Maybe, but then looking ahead, they play the saints in six days. That's the key game. They got through New York. Sure. That was only a two point win. Uh, But I think we said it. I think our, all our concerns levels are one for the Buccaneers. They feel like probably the best team in the NFC or at least the second best team. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's wrap the podcast there. Good stuff.